Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Scott. I'm Chris. I'm Diaz. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Stringjoy. Stringjoy offers you balanced tension strings uh, and completely customizable sets. Uh, Diaz, I think you just tried one of their custom sets using a wound G-string, right? Yeah, so I, I've been using uh, the last batch I got from them. Uh, I've been doing a wound G. So that's it's been pretty cool because you know there's a lot of people who swear by them. And uh, it's been really interesting to try out. Have you been noticing uh, that's on your SG, right? It's on my SG and my um, uh, Telecaster. Are you noticing better tuning with the SG now? Yeah, um, yeah it's it seems to stay in tune a little bit better on the G string. Um, it doesn't. Sl- I don't know. It seems a little bit different. It, it is. It is definitely something you have to get used to. Like I was playing uh, Pearl Jam the other day, and um, what is it? Yellow Lead Better. The solo has a weird spot where you have to go up um, a step and a half. And it was a lot harder than it was whenever I was using a uh, plain G. Did, did you go up a gauge, too? It's a thicker gauge on the wound, right? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. That's that's well, above. I just, I see, the cool thing about Stringjoy is I just emailed Scott at Stringjoy um, and if you email him, I was like, Hey, I want to try a wound G. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. Let's try that. Um, what type of, you know, what gauge are you looking for? And he just kind of, you know, asked a couple of questions and was like, all right, I've got the set for you. And he sent them in like right out of the gate. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. He's, uh, he's hooked me up with a few kind of custom options as well. So, uh, light them up. Uh, is it info at stringjoy.com? I believe is their, their, email address or just go to stringjoy.com and check out their standard sets and all the options they have on their website oh yeah definitely yeah so that brings us to what's new chris do you got anything new this week uh marissa and i got the big ear woodcutter uh she picked it up last weekend well she was didn't she get a loaf too no that was it she just got the woodcutter okay yeah. Is that the one with the rabbit? Wait, what? Doesn't it have? Isn't oh, it yeah, a custom yeah, one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, limited edition like rabbit art one. So like all the money went to a rabbit like foundation like to save and like endangered rabbits or something like that. Oh, that's cool. And what the, it has like a boost on it or something, doesn't it? Uh, kill switch actually. Kill switch. That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's been and- pretty fun messing with that and. I've basically learned that I'm definitely more of a Vox and like rat person than I thought I yeah. was. <laughs> that, that's that's like and that's like the classic uh, Dave Girl sound too. Mm-hmm. And my have ADD and like we just started using Google Hangouts to mirror Scott's uh, screen, so when he pulls up the ads, we can all see it. And I just had slash flash at me. <laughs> We shouldn't slash like, at you. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, you're the one who brought him up, and he was just looking at me, and then he just went away. <laughs> was slightly confusing. Does that better? Oh my mother! 
<laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it because I know Clifton listens to the show. And I feel really bad. <laughs> Clifton's a good boy. He doesn't say bad words. Um, <laughs> All right, Diaz, what's new with you, man? Oh, man, I've got actually a lot of what's new. So um, this past Sunday was my birthday. I turned the dirty 30. Um, and I uh, got a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, Chris, I need to mail you that pedal. Okay. Um, it's been kind of crazy. And then now we have to record today. But um, I picked up, I talked about it before. I had a, a deal on some pedals that I was getting. Um, so I got the, is it Valatin or Valatin? I've heard it both ways. Okay, I've never so, heard it. He's like, I've, Chris is just like, I've never heard the name no, I've at all. never heard it uh, uh, spoken. <laughs> it's kind of like Dario. Run like the wind, guys. Run like the wind. Yes. What? I've only ever read it in books. Oh, oh, I know one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait. Oh, Oh. gosh. It took me a second, but I got there. But I picked up um, a bunch of those pedals. I got uh, the Coral Tuner. I got the uh, Vibrato, the Chorus, and the OD-10, um, which came from their line of pedals that looks like mini boss pedals, like with the actual like boss foot switch. So those are pretty cool. And I picked up Chris the FET 10 preamp, which I'm half tempted just to buy from back from Chris. This <laughs> it seems really cool. Chris, you just want your money back. <laughs> uh, uh, it's now Chris, worth you better make $60. Money <laughs> What'd you say? It's now worth $60. You want $60 for it? Yeah. Nah, I'll just mail it to you. <laughs> um, but uh, I got, I got my four pedals, like I and I got a, like a daisy chain. I'm I was in that like forty five bucks. So, because the guy kept That's like a lot for the price. not a lot, huh? That's a lot of pedal for not a lot of money. Yeah, it really so that's is. Pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna make my son, um, a bass pedal board. You know, oh, cool. it, and it can be kind of be like a backup pedal board. And um, he just got his own bass. He did that nerf deal, so I actually took my bass back, and I might actually mess around with some bass a little bit. And then I got a Fuzz Rocious, Fuzz Rocious, uh, Trimmer Slow. I guess is how you pronounce it. Um, that has some of the best pedal artwork ever. Yeah. So I guess it's from the movie Tremors. You guess? Oof. I've never seen Tremors. Okay, you have homework for next week. Isn't that isn't that a Kevin Bacon movie? <laughs> yes, it's like the best Kevin Bacon movie. Is it a comedy? It's not meant to be. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's, so is it the the room of Kevin Bacon movies? Hey hey hey! Sort of. <laughs> Listen, no one watches the room for the, like the fantastic acting. <laughs> no, who watch it for the frame pictures? Stupid comments in your pocket. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh hi, Mark. <laughs> We're just gonna recreate the room scene I mean, by I'm scene. Down. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> but um, have you guys watched the Disaster Artist yet? Yes, no. it was phenomenal. Oh my gosh, oh. it was phenomenal. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now, Chris. You should watch it. Ooh. Yeah. Um. I might be. Was it on Netflix? I think Amazon Prime. I watched it. Yeah. I've got both of them, so it gets confusing. I so, may have seen that in the theaters. Uh, I would have seen it in the theaters, but um, I got the 
trimmer slow, which is it fan fan freaking tastic. So when you think of Fuzzrocious, like you see like this kind of outrageous artwork in a good way, outrageous. Um, it's just it's oh it's different, and um, you think that they're gonna have like these crazy pedals. That's a really really nice sounding tremolo just standard tremolo it has a tone knob on it which is awesome that's that's a nice feature on a on a tremolo so i was messing with it and i would i kept changing the tone and i got it where it's almost all bass and it had and i put some fuzz in front of it Mm -hmm. It sounded very synthy nice so it was that was really cool and then some people got me a present what um yeah who would do that so I got a Dan Echo from the rest of the peoples on the effects loop. So that was pretty cool. Because that's my you, favorite pedal. You were only ranting about how that was your favorite pedal. It really <laughs> is my favorite pedal. Like, I'm so excited. Because, like, I had one, and it died out on me. And now I've got one again. I need to do the self-oscillation mod, because that's where the fun happens. Yeah, I was reading up on mods for it. I was trying to see if you could add a tap tempo to it. No. Uh, there You can. It's just crazy hard. I wouldn't. It's not worth it. Yeah. I don't want to tap tempo on that pedal. Like, that... If you... I just actually did a live stream, and that's why I was kind of late to our phone call, but I was doing a live stream of it, and it... I fell in love with it again playing it. It has this, like, dirtiness on the repeat. It's a, it's a tape echo that sounds like it's been, like, ran through the dirt. And it yeah, just has... It's so nice. It's a nice one. Um, but that's my what's new. All of those things. <laughs> well, I don't really have a what's new this week. It's a miracle. I, I tried <laughs> buying things. It didn't work. Um, in the uh, and I posted about that in the group with the the barefoot buttons mistake, where everything was listed for a dollar. Yeah. And I tried buying thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't well, happen. It, it, yeah, they canceled the order and offered a, a, a generous discount if I wanted to come back and actually buy them at, like, normal-ish prices. But, um, yeah, that didn't happen. And But I was in that mode of, like, oh, shoot, are they going out of business? I need to buy as many as I'll ever need because yeah, they're I love going these out things. for business. Going out yeah. for business. Oh, that's reference number two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Well, and so that's all I got other than, you know, I, I rebuilt my pedal board last weekend. Um, the whole I no thing? longer... Uh, a good portion of it. I reshuffled I mean, it a lot. Like seven hours? <laughs> well, I didn't have to make any new cables, so it went pretty quick. Uh, you okay there? Sorry, I'm 30 now. It hurts to move. <laughs> I was literally I thought just... you just threw up thinking about ma- redoing my pedal board is what it sounded like. No, so, so I had my leg up on my bed. Because I'm in my bedroom, and I all I did was bring my knee down, and I had to make that noise. <laughs> I'm getting old. Leave me alone. Well, welcome to your 30s, uh, Diaz. You it's make been, noises when you move now. It's been one day, and I can't handle it. <laughs> I need to go back. Well, let's uh, let's dig into the gear news of the week. We got quite a lot of new stuff that we thought was worth talking about. Yeah. First up being the Epiphone slash Firebird. Diaz, why don't you talk us through what this is? Okay, so it's an Epiphone. See, I told you you'd bring it up. You need to pull up your own. 
thing. Oh, sorry, Diaz. <laughs> Expecting you to do research on something before you talk about it. <laughs> that w- have you met me? <laughs> That's a lot of expectation. <laughs> like, the, like, come I'm on. I'm sorry. I'm asking too much. I'm asking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Epiphone's coming out with a slash Firebird. We actually saw this at uh, Summer Nam, and. It was weird because I, uh, L. John, who gave us the tour, I was kind of like, or maybe it was another guy. I kind of made like a smart comment. I'm like, yeah, because Slash is known for a Firebird, and like this Gibson guy <laughs> slid up, and he was like, actually, <laughs> that's not really how he sounded, but in my memory, that's how he sounded. He's like, he's been using it quite a lot on this recent tour. I was like, okay, all right, gotcha. <laughs> um, but it, I, I mean, it's a Firebird. It's not, it does have one thing that I absolutely hate on Firebirds, and that's un- that? uncovered pickups. Oh, uh, yeah, but that's Slash's style. I mean, they're his signature pickups in that. I don't the, care. The Duncan Slash open coil. Yeah, I don't care. It looks ugly. I don't know. I just think it looks ugly, but that's just a, that's a personal aesthetic choice. Um, it makes them hotter, right? Like, you get a lot slightly. more output out of them by doing that. I don't I know guess. if it's a lot. I don't know. But it does... I mean, it looks good. And luckily they didn't go with, like, dot inlays. Because that would just be even worse. Yeah, but, that would be... I mean, for an Epiphone at that price point. Because these are, what, $800 for the standard one. And then the, the signed special one. What, yeah. What's it called? The premium outfit. Ooh. Which, if it doesn't include a top hat, you can't call it a slash outfit. So the, um, the Pickguard actually has the hat on it as well. Um, instead oh, yeah, of that, the Firebird. That skull and cross wounds thing. Yeah, yeah, the slash thing going on. And uh, the, I like the color. It's a trans black. Do you like, like the... Uh, ma- yeah, do you like top? the flamed maple? Yeah. No, it looks good. I, th- I think that it's classy looking. I feel like it would be classier with pickup covers. But one thing you, pull, you mentioned in the pre-up was the, the tuners. So they look they have the look of um they're they're kind of like steinbergers where they're behind the headstock tuners but they're look like gibson's classic style like the ones that have the uh what is it called the banjo tuners yeah banjo tuners no yeah maybe that's it but um you were talking about the ratio on the tuners yeah, they're 12 to 1 ratio tuners. So, um, for the people who don't know what that is, which would have included me until about 15 minutes ago, <laughs> t- t- tell us what that means, Scott. Um, a higher ratio means you need to turn the tuning key more to get the actual post to move, So it's which allows a more precise tuning. So, the more turns to get the post to move full one full rotation theoretically the better unless it's robo tuners where they had like a hundred to one ratio on them and people hated it oh wow. well well you know what we all hate the robots because they're going to become our supreme overlords <laughs> can confirm okay it's been confirmed <laughs> um so, so uh, w- these are 12 to 1 my firebird uh we looked up is actually 40 to 1 mine have the steinbergers um and that's v- extremely precise um it takes quite a bit for me to uh actually make a big dent 
it takes quite a few turns so it gets you it makes it where you're closer to tuning you aren't going to go too far or one way or the other so yeah this looks pretty specced up for an epiphone though outside of the tuners which i hope are i don't know if, if 12 to 1 works at that angle great but i don't you know the, and the, well, the problem with those tuners are, is mm -hmm. it's not like, I mean, there's only a few different styles you can replace those with too. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if my, I wonder if Steinbergers would fit in there because the way my Steinbergers work, I'm sure it would, because I'm sure it's just, it's just a hole. Do they have the mounting pegs the same way, where it's got the two screws on each tuner? I don't know. My guitar's over there. I can go find out. Hmm. Should we pause the podcast for five seconds? All right, everyone. Everybody now, pause now's your for five seconds. Now, now's your chance to go get snacks. Um, refill on your sodas. Be sure to tip your waitress. I'll be right back. All right, so moving on. Uh, also in the news is the Supro and Keeley collaboration. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Um, honestly, not too much to tell. Um, from the description, it uh, sounds like it's basically a pedal platform because i'm assuming i've like never touched a supro in my life so i'm assuming they're known for being like having some gain to them no matter what yeah they're really not clean amps by the way mine does not have the two uh screws but their <laughs> supros are not known for being like super clean yeah it's not like no, i mean like the thunderbolts the classic one or the twin 12 those were both Oh, no, no, sorry, that was a silver tone was the Twin 12, wasn't it? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they were known for being the low headroom amps that sounded gnarly when you cranked them up. Gotcha. So I'm assuming that this is supposed to be, like, a very clean platform. Um, has an effects loop. I don't know if that's standard on the uh, other models. But the main thing I wanted to point out was that it maintained Super Rose mid-range girth. That's the thing that stood out to me. <laughs> I wonder what that actually means. Like, does that mean it's just not mid-scoop like a Fender is? I would assume so, because isn't Super Rose, like... No, they're American-ish. So I, I was going to say, I kind of put yeah, them in the... Yeah, I kind of put them in the same, like, house as, like, Vox and Marshall with a little bit of that like mid-range hump kind of yeah mm. yeah I'd say I'd agree well and so this is if it's made as a pedal platform um number one you've got Robert Keeley who's like the godfather he is the guy mm -hmm. and I mean he's in a class with very few others um and if if he's putting his name on it that's gonna be awesome but i think this is like a how much are these running like 800 bucks uh in that range yeah i think it was 7.99 the one i saw because like someone posted about it if you look at the wampler bravado which is twice as much and that's the main thing with the bravado is that it's supposed to be um like the ultimate pedal platform and you've got keely doing this with supro uh, it's half the price and it it's a, a name i trust yeah yeah i think from a price point perspective this gets closer to uh the ac 15 c1 or a fender hot rod deluxe mm -hmm. or 
used. So um, it's a one by twelve, or what, is that it? One by twelve? Yeah, yeah, it's a one by twelve. Oh, no, so, one by I 10. mean, one by ten. Yeah, ten. Yeah, oh, you're right. That, ooh, that's even nicer. I like that because it's. Yeah, as I say, one by twelves are still a lot of amp for some people. So. Yeah, one by ten. That's actually. That makes me really happy that it's a one by ten because that you know I could see this. This would be amazing for worship guitarists. If yeah. it's got a pedal platform, it's got an effects loop. It's a one by ten, so it's not going to be blowing wherever you're playing. It'll be easier to to get quiet. I mean, twenty five watts instead of like a forty watt, yeah. like the the Fender. I don't know. Well, twenty five watts, one by ten. Yeah, that'll be. It's like how that's like a deluxe reverb. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely enough. Or that's... Princeton. Princeton is a little bit lower how than much, that. What's the weight on it? Thirty five pounds. Not bad. That's super light. Yeah. It's not a backbreaker. Um, it's really simple. There's no tremolo or reverb circuit on it, so that is going to come from your board if you're providing those things. Mm-hmm. Um. Another kind of complaint a lot of people have with uh, like the Hot Rod Deluxe is although it has a preamp out and you know a power amp in, which is technically what effects loops often are, they didn't have a very good circuit on it mm-hmm. for actually running a an effects loop into a Hot Rod Deluxe. And this and is so simple. I, it's right on top. Yeah. So that's a nice feature that if it's actually good one without grounding issues and all those kind of things. I think this my, could be a real seller. My local guitar center usually has Supro stuff. I'm going to have to swing by and check this out. Yeah, and another thing I like, and I know this is being real nitpicky, but it's a more modern amp feature, is the power cable is detachable. Yeah. Yeah, that is always nice. In case you need like a longer one and you don't want to mm-hmm. use an extension cord. Yeah, and uh, you know what? And super amps always look nice. Yeah, that blue is gorgeous. It's got a kind of denimish. It's well, it's got that like tweed. kind of like like that thing you do era look to it, like the electronics of that. Mm-hmm. And but it just it it's maintained a classy look. Al- although I think this will actually sell well if they suffer from the thing that like. You know, like Supros periodically just get like they die. clearance sailed. Yeah. Um, well, the, if this went super cheap, this would sell like crazy too. Yeah, the, I could see this being a deal of the day at some point, being like five hundred bucks, and 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 people just and just loading be up. gone. Yeah, yeah it, almost it would, instantly. It would be a deal of the day that they're like, oh, we have to put a new one out. So, um, Supro and Pigtronics, same company, and they both. Wait, are, isn't Supro part of BandLab, or did they sell that off to Pigtronics? Uh, Pigtronics owns Supro. Pig, Pigtron, when Pigtronics bought Supro is when they've really been like pushing stuff out, the guitars and everything. I thought they were part of BandLab, but I could be completely wrong. Google it. It's not like you have the internet <laughs> at your hands. I'm doing that. Just you don't I'm, see that screen. I, don't, I, I see it now. <laughs> but um. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pigtronics bought them in 2014. Yep, and that was right whenever everything started launching out, all the yeah. new stuff. Um, 
Hmm. They Pigtronics pretty much revived that brand. But Pigtronics is a company that is constantly on the deal of the day. I honestly think that maybe their sales tactic is they price them high, like they have a high uh, profit margin. margin. Yeah. And then if they need like a cash flow, they're like, hey, yeah, just go ahead and put it on sale. And then it lets the companies get it out of inventory and then they restock and, you know. They, or they probably sell to the dealers pretty low, but their but their MAP might be pretty high, and then every once in a while they let them run a nice sale. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it, but somehow they're still staying in business. Because there was one time whenever there was like five different Pigtronics pedals in a row on Deal of the Day, and everyone's like, they're going out of business. You know, it, it, this is just funny because you don't listen to 60 Cycle Hum, but this is what they were talking about on their episode this morning. I don't listen to 60 Cycle Hum. Nothing yeah. against them. I just don't listen to podcasts anymore. I don't listen to anything. I'm I'm 30 years old. I got three kids. I have my drive to work and drive <laughs> home is nothing. I don't listen to anything. I listen to the sound of nothing. Well, um, this is definitely not the sound of nothing. Uh, Electro Harmonics came out with the Mod Rex Polyrhythmic Modulator. Um, this hurts my head to look at how com- like how crazy this thing gets. Um, I don't know if you guys have dug into this much, but there's four different sections that each can have their own sort of tap tempoed or well sequenced rhythm to it. So like you can have one effect going on at like a on a quarter note of your BPM, and the other one being on a dotted eighth. It's pretty nuts what this is doing. And I I wouldn't necessarily say this is. Um, First and foremost, a guitar effect. Would Mike, you guys? Was Mike? I just want to know what drugs Mike Matthews was on when he came up with this. Uh, the same ones as usual. Okay. So that whatever's in his cigar. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, this is this is part of the fun of you know electroharmonics. Is their stuff is not always catered to guitar players, but it works with guitar player stuff. Okay. Here's a, here's my question about this. On have they released a price point on this yet? Um. Because elect- electro harmonics is either really cheap, or not really expensive, but on the expensive side, they, yeah. they, there's almost no middle ground. Yeah, it's two hundred fifty dollars. See, that's, that's it. You know what I mean? It's not. I'm not saying it's super expensive. Yeah, it's not that bad. But it's usually like their pedals are like one hundred and forty and down, and then two fifty and up. Yeah, and so, I mean, there's there's a few stragglers there in the middle of like deluxe like, pedals, like the Pog but to the yeah. Well, the Mel 9 and all that, that's like 189 one, you know, stuff like yeah. that. The the Super Ego Normal is in that price range. And then what's the Super Ego Plus, like 250 275 somewhere in, Somewhere in the low to mid twos. Yeah. I did not buy mine new, so I'm not totally aware. <laughs> no, no, like, oh, no, I was just wondering. That was just an observation. But, yeah. the the you know, and the only weird thing that I've always found with Electro Harmonics that bugs me, the white knobs. Um, they look cheap. Yeah, the knobs always do look cheap on on both my uh, my Big Muff uh, pot, uh, op amp and yeah, my Super Ego. Yeah, because they're the they're black, the same knobs. They're plastic, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, most most knobs are. Well, but they look like a thin plastic. You know what I mean? Like something you could just bend with your finger. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just looking at my board right now. The only knobs that are metal are my Tonal Recall and the Cali 76. So that shows you how expensive the pedal has to get. Well, to yeah, become metal most, knobs. Most of mine are plastic. No, well, my woodcutter is metal knobs. My is it compressor? Yeah. 
I my woodcutter is under another pedal. Give me a second. Are you not trusting me? Really? Do you think I'm lying to yeah, you? Yeah, my woodcutter's uh, metal knobs. That's a that's a premium feature right there of Big Ear. Yeah, that's because Grant's the man. Yes, he is. I'm turning knobs on my pedal board without looking. I uh, I'm, like to live dangerously. I just got lost <laughs> my woodcutter. Uh, going back. Uh, <laughs> So what's, what's, what's really cool about this is it's a lot more like a drum machine kind of sequencer kind yeah. of setup, um, which is a fun way to think of things differently. Or moreover, without having a, like a ganged um, tap tempo setup between multiple pedals, where you do have like a, you're messing with the, the tap ratios on them, where you're like doing, okay, I'm going to put one on a one to one, and I'm going to put one on a four to one, you know, thing like that. This is all kind of built in and keeps everything sequenced really tight at least in constant intervals of each other. So you can, again, have that, like, one thing's on an eighth note, one thing's on a half note, one yeah. thing's on a quarter note, but it's all on the same BPN, and it's all tied together. It's pretty, pretty cool what this thing can put out. There's there's so much. I feel overwhelmed, and I'm not even, I'm not even playing on getting one. Yeah, I can see how option paralysis kicks in pretty quickly with something like that. I would just stare at it and be like, Lord, help me. Well, speaking of staring at things... Staring... <laughs> oh, look, there's the thing. Yeah, Diaz, why don't you talk to us about the the Adventure Audio Glacial Zenith 2. Yeah, speaking of being stoned, um, Adventure Audio... No. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if what, you follow what is the pot-referenced one that they have? The, the Grim... They have the... It's the um, the Grim Reaper. Or, like, the, what is it? The Reaper? The Reefer? Dream, Dream Reefer. Reefer, yeah. We've got the Dream Reefer... Then they did the, um, uh, what's, oh my gosh, Albert from, uh, Sinusoid, who was on our show, has the Grim Reefer or something like that, which was, like, sold at a, um, I can get there. Stay with me. Is that the one that was at, like, a music festival? That's it, festival. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. They have a 420 shirt. (laughs) Oh, dude, they're all about, they're all about the green and i'm not talking about the money they're making um but uh i guess i'll open up my own window because scott got distracted so uh i'm gonna read this because it just sounds cool the earth moans as a torrent of ice and stone carves its way through the land and here atop it all the glacier zenith too all right, so the GZ2 <laughs> is a drive, a three-band EQ and a boost, all in a box. Um, so the, like, cool thing is you can put them in whatever order you want through toggle switches. And um, so they had the the Zenith, right, the original drive? Yeah, um, the original yeah. one was just a tone knob, though. So it was just a tone knob, this three-band EQ. Which people, some people love three band EQs, some people love tone knobs. So now you've got it. It's got the boost built in. And I mean, the cool thing about the boost, you can change pre drive or post drive, which is two totally different things. Post drive, you're going to boost your volume, and that's mm-hmm. good for solo stuff like that. Pre drive, you're going to add more gain. So you're going to get a dirtier sound. Um, and then the three band EQ. You can do it before the drive or after the drive. That's which, a pretty cool feature too. Which no, most people don't have that on their drive pedals with three band EQ. You don't get to Very choose rarely. where it goes. Yeah. Um, and 
I've never messed with a three band EQ before and after a drive to know the difference, what it's going to sound like, but I can imagine that it's going to make a world of difference and it's going to give open you up tonally on your drive pedal. So that's really mm-hmm. cool. I think that this is good for like, like a, a good for a drive tweaker, someone who likes to like fine tune their drive sound. I agree. Uh, my favorite thing about this is if you watch the uh, the demo video, the song he's playing is Teenage Dirtbag by Ween. <laughs> you I remember don't know that who that one? is. Nope. Oh, that was a great song in the 90s. Mm, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, why don't, we, uh, why don't we keep moving here in the interest of we picked way too many things to cover in an episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, the old old blood noise endeavors is releasing the reflector v3 chris what do you got about this uh to bring it up uh well to start off with it's a course uh it seems to you know have all your typical um controls so you got like rate depth um and mix and then you have this modulate which I didn't exactly see what it does, but I'm assuming it's... Oh, it gets weird. Okay. <laughs> um, have three... I love how Scott described it as, like, the creepy uncle. He's, like, <laughs> telling the nephew. Like, like, he's like, I could just see him, like, with a glass of scotch in his hand. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get weird, buddy. <laughs> and he, like, calls, he calls him, Look, like, Look, man, <laughs> I've seen some stuff. It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's Susan, that's Billy, that's Rex. It's going to get weird. Like, what is going on here? Scott. I can't wait to come to a Diaz family get-together at some point (laughs) and see where he gets this inspiration from. Oh, no, this is all me, brother. Like, this. (laughs) uh, You know what? I think if you went to... So I had that uh, family reunion that I went to. And we are all a little crazy. Just a little. Good story. Good story. Yeah, you had to you had to have been there. It was great. <laughs> so this is the third version of this pedal. So they've added a few modes, right? The uh, the wrinkle washed and mirrored, which I'm just gonna read this per their thing. I lost where wrinkle was. Where is it? Uh wrinkle is a vibrato esque warble chorus. Um So kinda like a Julia. Yeah, you know, washed is a simple lush chorus. Uh, modulate control adds a wash of reverb, so that's cool. Ooh. Uh, and Ooh. mirrors is a detune. Uh, it says detune meets flanger. Oh, that <laughs> sounds fun. I think anytime someone says like meets flanger, you've got my attention. Well, I mean, chorus and flanger are very close effects. They're essentially the same thing in just yeah. kind of different areas, right? Kind of like how delay and reverb are kind of the same thing, just different areas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll sure. give you that. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do you mean you'll give me that? That's the truth. Sure, sure. <laughs> are you really like you want to argue about this? No, I don't. That's why I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, but you're saying it condescending. <laughs> I can, I can hear it in your like. I just went to Canada. <laughs> I'm not yelling. Like, I'm just confused. I'm not. I haven't, I haven't gone to Canada recently. I know, but it feels like you have. Kind of, kind of <laughs> Do like. Do I come back smug when I go to Canada? <laughs> kind of I've like, been like, to I Canada. Went to, I, went to, I went to the land of free health care, you peasants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not free for me when I'm out there. See, they're not as nice as they say they are. 
See, at least if they get hurt here, we have to take care of them. It's the law. I mean, they 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 still send you a bill here. Okay, but I mean, do you have to pay it? Do you think like the Mounties are gonna come for you? No, the hospital sends you a bill. Yeah, but do you have to pay it? Does does uh, what do, does what you do? If in you want to come back, if you want to come back to Canada, probably. You gotta pay it. yeah. <laughs> it's like sorry, we can't let you in. You have unpaid medical bills. You got to. You, what is this? A boot your foot? <laughs> does your credit score follow you to canada no i had i had to reestablish a separate credit score when i moved there that was fun trying to get a credit card with zero credit wait, wait hold on so i guess you could like completely start over all right see you guys let's move to canada oh. <laughs> we're just going we're gonna start the the effects bring loop, cash eh? bring a lot of cash oh, um you're listening to the effects loop eh <laughs> No, that would be if I moved to Minnesota. <laughs> all right, let's get. Ba- all right, sorry, I'm back. I'm ba- all right. Back, back to the reflector. <laughs> so we saw this at uh, at Nam. They were teasing it then. It looks like it's finally coming out this week. Uh, was that the V3 actually, at Nam? Yeah, it was the V3. I oh. for some reason thought it was the V2, but it was definitely the V3. I went and rewatched our video on it Did on it, YouTube. Was it blue and white? Yeah. Where was I? I was no, I was distracted. You were staring at the dweller. Yeah, I, was say, I, was, I was distracted by the dweller. I was like, I was like, you're telling me there's delay in <laughs> a phaser, in phaser, in one little box, and it sounds really cool. I still haven't bought one. Um, <laughs> so there's a co- there's a couple of cool things in here, like in the washed. I think is no, it, or is it the mirrors? One of them, it's essentially there's a. Um, why why am i forgetting what the name of this is uh there's a ring modulator basically oh yeah that's the wrinkle uh it adds an option of pitch selection yeah and so they in the video they have where dan who is one of their designers and also an all-around great person uh is describing the pedal while brady's playing on it they hook up an expression pedal and basically turn the pedal into a wah yeah using that feature um they did this thing where they like completely take the dry signal out on the reverberated chorus and it just sounds amazing i feel Um, like every video they should do they're like yeah so this can do like a normal chorus and then they play the sound and then they're like now why the hell would you want to do that and then they just go into the cool crazy stuff (laughs) that's what old boys that's what they're good at is I mean, their pedals can sound like a normal effect, like in the group that you're thinking of, but man, they just have some craziness going on. Oh yeah, it, it, I mean that's what that's their that's their that's thing. Their thing. Is, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and that's why we love them, and that's why every time they release something, I'm like, oh, how are you going to completely change my mind about this effect? Maybe I should use my Canadian credit card to buy this. Good you, luck. You have one all of a sudden. Yeah, I can get one. I'd get in trouble at work if I used my Canadian credit card. Well, oh, because it's from them. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you just tell them that this pedal can find the acoustics better? That's totally mm, how just, ring modulation a, works. Just send it. Just say that. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> why did you buy this? Finds acoustics better. DS. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> just I'm, I'm a noise. I'm, I, I'm a noise consultant, so I'm looking at noise endeavors. You know. Yeah, and this is old blood. We don't need that new blood. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It just got bigger. Screened it. Now it's smaller. <laughs> so, 
the last one on our list here for today is the Matthews Effects Cosmonaut V2. Um, the previous version of the Cosmonaut was a pretty good sounding reverb. had a had a plate, right? Modulated plate reverb. Uh, and then... I wish it was a plate. Are you talking about the no. V1? No, on it the wasn't Cosmonaut? plate. Yeah, on the Cosmonaut, the V1. Are you talking about the new one? The V1. No, the V1, the V1 was wasn't... just a uh, hall, I believe. Yeah. Oh, really? Modulated hall. Yeah, because I think, wasn't it the Astronomer was a Shimmer Hall and the uh, Cosmonaut was a Modulated Hall? Yeah, I know there for sure was not a plate until he did, like, the full or one of the, like, random ones he came up with. Mm, Was this a... It was was on the full. Yeah. Was this one of the ones he did a 1.5 on? Uh, No, that was the Astronomer. No, the Astronomer did 1.5. Okay, so this one now has three modes. It has a modulated plate that he's calling Sputnik. Lunar Mm -hmm. 2, which is a dark modulated chasm, perfect for ambient layering. And then the Vostok 1, a analog voice tape delay. So I, I think we were talking about this a few days ago when it first started getting teased. And the first thought was, wait, a delay and a reverb pedal? Was that kind of your guys' reaction too? No, I kind of, mm. well, I was sad for the fact that I couldn't have, like, two, uh, like, reverbs, like, on the V1, but mm-hmm. it excited me because, you know, it's something different for the Cosmonaut V2, because I do like, what is it, uh, shoot, hold on a second, talk amongst yourselves while I grab this pedal. Oh, no, we're going to keep moving forward, like, he, he, he didn't give us a topic. Talk amongst yourself. So Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Right. Um, uh, I just ate a Cracker Jack box, and they actually have the a, earthquake the, uh, devices okay. dispatch master. Uh, that's got the delay and reverb kind of one box kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can't have them both on at the same like. Well, in, you can't. In the dispatch I, master, you can. This one, I don't think so. No, it doesn't look like it. Which is also a little bit of a bummer, but we could be wrong. Uh, all right, so I have an opinion on it. Um, Go ahead. So I'm going to start it off with I love Rick. I love Matthew's effects. They're amazing sounding pedals. But maybe it's just me. But I wish he would... Like, he's doing all this, like, teasing and stuff. And it's all for V2s. Which is kind of cool. But you know what I think now that I like really reflect on it the V1 <laughs> on the Cosmonaut was amazing it, it was really great. is I really don't feel like it warranted a V2 because he's not fixing a problem I'm sure he's expanding it but I feel like he could have expanded to a new pedal uh, did same. this old one did the V1 have an external jack for like expression controls no nope so that's a new feature. Yeah, I will say I wish that the V2 had stuck with two reverbs, especially since he, like, two reverb presets, since he added the extra stuff on there. 
Uh, Wait, it is. It is. Two oh, you still presets. can do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so each preset you can do. So you can do one as the reverb, one as the delay. You can do both as the same reverb. Each. So if you see the switches at the top there. Oh, sick. Scott, if you could circle those for me. <laughs> where everyone can see. So you you can change. You can choose which of the three you want for each preset. Oh well, fuck so, it. I'm buying this and the astronomer V2 then. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> no, that. No, that, go for it. But the one thing that. I, the one thing I've always wished with the Matthews effects, now that he's moved, I feel like if he could have done this on the V2s, I would have been a little bit more, I won't say impressed, because he's already doing something I know I can't do. So it's impressive already. Right. I wish you could run them at the same time. So like with the delay oh, and the reverb. That would require two um, basically DSPs. Mm -hmm. I understand. Like I get that it's not... Yeah. really feasible I mean, like that's like but, source audio ventress territory when you're able to do that yeah that's okay yeah. if we can never talk him into actually doing another dual reverb again this would be cool i feel like if he could do like a dual reverb in like it's not as big of an enclosure because his dual reverb that came out was seemed like it was a pretty big enclosure um but the one thing that I don't like the artwork. It's got this yellow, and it reminds me of Chuck E. Cheese or like McDonald's. The coloring and the it, I, I don't care for it, but that's just a personal thing too. But I mean, it's it's a Matthews Effects pedal. It's gonna sound amazing. Yeah, it fits the brand. Like the logo fits the brand. It's just the color is a little know. loud. A little loud, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's great. But that kind of moves us into our topic, Scott, doesn't it? It does. It does. And part of the reason <laughs> this topic came up is because we had one, two, three revisions of pedals today. And yeah. so we started talking about V2 pedals, and that also includes V3 and V4 uh, pedals. When, as a, let's assume you're either you decided not to buy a pedal or you already are an owner of the pedal. So the, the LB2 scenarios that we probably have to talk about here. When are we interested in a new version and when is it just overkill? Um, so I, I think before we get into the generalities, do you, does anyone know a, a time when you already owned a pedal, the new version came out and you were like, oh shoot, I need to sell my old one and buy the new one? Uh, when the Astronomer V2 came out? <laughs> did you did you do that? You've got the I VC haven't now? bought it yet, and I'm, pro I'm not gonna sell like my Cosmonaut V1 to get the V2 because my V1's already like one of the limited edition ones. Yeah, I'm but trying like, to think if I've ever done that. Yeah, Rick, sold a V1 to get a V2. Yeah, Rick's stuff is if as long as he does it like right, which he normally does, is worth like taking that upgrade. Okay, so I'll. I'll give an example of whenever a V1 went to a V2 and I felt that it was the right call. Wampler Faux Tape Echo. Hmm. Prime example. So they went to the V2. It got... I, when, I feel like the, the sound stayed the same, but there was a, a lot of upgrades to functionality. I think that's another thing too, is especially if they're fixing a problem yeah mm -hmm. so the Fotape echo the v1 and then there was kind of like the v1.5 um so the v1 didn't have 
soft switches. I th- mm. I don't think it had oh. the I don't think it had a tap tempo. It might have, which I'm assuming it had to have a soft switch to have tap tempo. Um, yeah, because it's got to be momentary, right? Well, I mean, so what? like my JHS Unicorn has a hard switch for the on off and a soft switch for the tap tempo. Well, that's what they did on the V1.5. I know for that for a fact. Okay. And then the V2 came out. The artwork got upgraded. And say what you want about the new Wampler artwork. I like it. Especially the Photip Echo 2 is really cool because it's a nice purple and it's got like reel to reel. It's got reels on it from like a tape deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks good. Um, you've got tap tempo, you've got subdivisions. Um, and then uh, like that was like one of the big things. And it was really cool. Your, your light goes with your tap tempo. I mean, there was a big functionality upgrade, but it sounded great and it stayed, the sound stayed the same. But the one thing that I feel like, I feel like if you're changing the sound too much, it needs to become a new pedal. That's a thing, all right, so look. Like Tube Screamers? <laughs> no, well, maybe. Like you got TS-808, you got TS-9, which is different series, but it's still a Tube Screamer. Yeah. But like, I think that's one thing with like, adding this new stuff to the Cosmonaut, and the astronomer yeah it's great but i feel like he could have turned some of these into new pedals would you have rather that happened and then you had to kind of buy multiple pedals from them versus like <sighs> okay i can sell my current one get the new one and get all the features for i don't know you I mean, eat the cost of depreciation right as long as you sell and buy at the right time yeah well as soon as that new one comes out too you're, you're it's going down yeah your mm-hmm. price your your used price is plummeting because everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's flooding. Not everyone, but a lot of people are doing the same thing. They're flooding with the old version. Hold on. John just muted himself, didn't he? Probably. I, I thought it was just me that like, oh, he's patched. Sorry, my audio caught out. Is he back? I'm back. He's back. I'm back. I'm sorry. I okay, just start your call. thought over again, and we'll just cut it up. What was I saying? <laughs> I got distracted by my f- that phone call. <laughs> okay. Um, you were talking about when the new version comes up, the oh. old, the old one plummet, price plummets. Yeah, so when the new version comes out, the old one plummets. Um, unless, for some reason, there's a like something different. So the kilt, version one, version two. Yep, that's that's a few one of the few situations where the new one had less features. The new one had less features. It had a smaller enclosure. Um, I know I don't know if they fixed it, but one of the complaints about the version one kill, people have always had a lot of interference, or it was a common thing. Um, a lot of noise uh, issues with it. Yeah, that's because he had a boost on the same circuit. Yeah, the boost but. on the same circuit, and I still think it contributes because the casing. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's not it. Well, the casing pits like uh, the the gloss on it starts Mm -hmm. going. Um, But that I mean, JHS is an interesting one because the one that really sticks out to me with them. Well, there's two that really stick out to me with them. The first one is when they came out with the version four of pretty much every single pedal where they added that red remote feature. Oh, yeah. And like the the pulp and peel had the direct out. Yeah. Uh, so like that was an adding a pretty kind of a, a, a changing feature on it. It added mm. 
added a cool function where it's like, okay, this dip switch that's internally done or, or one of those kind of things gets flipped by an external foot switch, mm-hmm. took a single pe- enclosure pedal and made it two pedals or gave mm-hmm. it a lot of more functionality, which was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it pretty much added other, like a pre-boost, like a yeah. pre-drive boost. And then the other scenario I think about is when the, the Unicorn, Penguin, and the Panther Cub mm-hmm. went to V2 and they all went down to a single enclosure size yeah that was a pretty significant upgrade where both of those situations i think those were upgrades that made them better without really adding to the cost yeah and it really didn't change the sound of it too much maybe that's something it maybe that's something maybe it's the changing the sound i feel like if you change the sound you should just make a new pedal maybe yeah i mean there's the like the history of the big muff right where they have to either they ran out of the parts or they decided to build them different and each generation was its own thing. Yeah. And they at least changed the artwork to make it distinctive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we're like, is it the OCD is the one that has like 20 different versions? Yeah. Version 1, version 1.2, version 1.3, version 1.4. And then yeah. they, they finally, didn't they finally come out with a 2.0? Is that what the black one is with CME? No, that was just limited edition color. Okay. But like that's that's a pedal where they didn't really make public any of the real changes inside it. Yeah. And then you go on a on the gear page and version one point four dot five is clearly the superior one to all you know. I think one point three is like one of the really one point four is the most common. Ah. I think one point two is a coveted one. I think that's the one with the blue LED. And then one point three is pretty well like too <clears throat> if i remember correctly i could be completely wrong though um well what about the full drive you got the full drive mosfet non-mosfet you've got the full drive two and then you've got the full drive three. Oh, there's only three versions of that really three or four but they're they're specifically called out that they're different iterations right i yeah. believe so well, except for maybe like the two, because well, there's the... full drive two MOSFET and non MOSFET. Okay, as long as I actually like specify that, that then yeah, everything's yeah, like full drive, pretty clearly the full, defined. The full drive with MOSFET is just the full drive two, and then you've got the full drive two non MOSFET. Hmm. But I mean, I think if you're changing the sound. Uh, quite a bit i think that if you're changing if you're doing different versions you're changing functionality you might be changing some parts inside but like the sounds pretty much staying the same yeah i mean it's still what is the full drive still a tube screamer and a boost that can't run independent until you get to the three essentially yeah so i don't know i think (laughs) i mean i don't know uh so it's never been a scenario where any of us have been pulled outside of Chris right now with some of these new Matthews pedals. It's never been a pull to upgrade for an existing owner, right? No, not really. So have there been scenarios where an updated version made you go, okay, now I want it? Where you didn't before or you were like, oh, I'm close, but you know, the, the version 2 or the version 3 tipped you over the edge? Uh, maybe Not if you consider can... like the Pink Panther like reissue, like being an update in V two, because mm. I think they, if I remember right, like the original Pink Panthers were slightly like eh, like 
maybe noisy. Yeah. It was something like that. But like all that was pretty fixed in the most recent one. Well, okay, here's another I mean, the Keeley compressor. The there's the original was what two knobs? And then mm-hmm. they came out with Keeley Compressor 4 knob, which mm-hmm. wasn't like, I mean, it was kind of like V2. It was an upgraded one, but they just called it the 4 knob. Uh, they still made 2 knob at the time, too. But I don't know. I just, I've never been like seen something that got upgra- updated. Usually, if I want to pedal, it's because of the sound. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I want it because it sounds a certain way. But I've never had a function be added that like just made it where I had to have it. I guess so, I get, at the basis, it's all about just the, the sound. And and that's I guess that's why if, if you change the sound on it enough, mm-hmm. I feel like it should become a new pedal. Like instead of the Cosmo V2, they should have just made it something else. Because you're only, what were the, the three versions on it? You've got a delay, which doesn't follow the Cosmonaut because the Cosmonaut was a, Hall reverb, modulated yeah. reverb. Yeah, and now you don't have tap tempo on that route. Unless maybe the external it allows it to be a tap, but I doubt it. He doesn't do tap. That was one of his biggest fails with the surgeon, in my opinion. Hmm. The surgeon came out and it, it was a great sounding delay. Like I I heard that that might have been one that if he made a V two with a tap tempo or like where you can add tap. Mm-hmm. I would have gotten the V2 because it would have been a functionality that got added that I that was I felt lacking from the first one. Yeah. But in the end, it still sounded great as the basis. Interesting. That, I'm that's trying to think. Just like my a, opinion. I think there. Would you count the red knob mod on a Total Recall as a version two? No, that's like a version 1.2. Okay. Yeah. That's that's I, kind I, of just. I did an, do that. Well, but that's just that was kind of just fixing a problem that was being complained about or fixing a, a thing that was being complained about wasn't it but it wasn't like uh, a that, super that, that's big what a problem. lot of 1.1s and 1.2s are well yeah but but like making it a v2 on the tunnel recall would have to change something functionally that's dramatic in my opinion I don't know where I don't if I don't see how he could come up with V two. Well, he had the Mark two, the warp. Uh, is he is he up to Mark three on the warp vial? Well, he has the hi fi now. Oh yeah, so that's kind of like a Mark three. That's kind of like a V three. He just doesn't call them V's. He just it's Mark. Yeah. Who is Mark anyways? How does he get like all the credit for the new stuff? I don't know we we tease Mark pretty. Because Mark comes in and steals your girl. <laughs> Crazy thing, I actually m- saw Mark Swartz, a friend of the show, the other day. He swung oh, yeah, he came into your work, right? Yeah, Clifton Worley and him, I guess, plotted together. Clifton's <laughs> like, "Hey, do you still work at this address?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, I've got a f- friend who's traveling through town," and I was, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to sound like self-centered. Where I'm like, "Am I gonna know him?" Are you doing something cool for me? But there's like that little thing in the back of the head of like I'm like looking around to see who's gonna show up. And I was in my office and I walk out and there's Mark Swartz just standing there. I was like, mm. holy crap. So I had to run up, give him a big hug, and I had just made <laughs> the deal with the Valentin pedals, so Oh, you're nice and happy. I was in a good mood. I they're in a Walmart bag and I like took it out to him. I was like, dude, check it out. 
(laughs) (laughs) Totally not a drug deal going on. Yeah. Those happen at the back of the parking lot. So going back to our topic, I got I got two more things to kind of ask about to the crowd here. Um, the King of Tones on version four right now, right? Yeah, functionality do you see, changes. Yeah, do you see ones and twos and threes show up that much? Um, no. And Are they sought after? Yeah. So those, I mean that, and that's kind of like a history thing though, because the King of Tone is up there with like the Klon Centaur and on being some of like the original boutique drives. Mm-hmm. Um, especially it still has the Klon Centaur thing going where people are waiting 18 months on a wait list for it to get it. People buy it for, you know, 250, 300 bucks, turn around, sell it for five, 600. It's kind of got that thing going on, but it's still in production, so it's not going to hit the $3,000, $4,000 mark like the Centaur. But the the when they come up for sale, they don't they don't stay long for the V2s and stuff like that. All right. So that is one of those ones of like that's a sought after to have an original version, but it's more a nostalgia thing. Yeah, it's kind of like buying a piece of rock history or hmm. guitar history. Okay. And you actually brought up the other one I was going to bring up, which was how the Centaur is out of production, and there's the arguments over the gold versus the silver one. And then and then you've got the one that has the pony, the one that doesn't have the pony, or yeah, it has the Centaur on it, but like you know they call it the pony. Yeah, and then you have the KTR, which it, do you argue that is a new version of the Centaur or not? You know, um, I think it is, but. Bill was smart enough to not call it Centaur V2. Yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of made it its own thing, and he got really smart with that. That was a good call on his part. And, you know, he puts on there that, you know, the hype isn't his fault. He was just a dude making a pedal, and things got crazy. So, mm-hmm. what do you I'm, think? St- I'm still glad I picked mine up when I did. They Uh-oh. still seem to be out of out of stock. Yeah, so there's like, and and that a lot of that stuff that happens too, like all the hype that gets built up. Um, another one's on Dumble, but I think Alexander Dumble was behind a lot of the hype on that. I mean, you had to sign a contract, and he the had crystal to know, lattice structures. You had to like know he had to know who you were and all this, and you had to sign that you wouldn't sell it and stuff like that. And that one, he built he built the hype. Bill Bill didn't really do that so much. So, so I'll, I'll wrap up the topic with one last question then. Is there a pedal that if they changed it, you'd go out and buy it as soon as you had the money? And what is that? What does that change? Uh, I'll go with Tap Tempo on the Surgeon. Come out with the Surgeon V2 with Tap Tempo, I'd buy one. How about you, Chris? Mm. Ooh, I got another one too. Yeah, actually. go ahead, because I I'm like coming up. TC blank. TC Electronics. You got the Alter Ego V4. You got the Flashback Four. Mm-hmm. If it had MIDI control, I would probably use one of those, especially the Alter Ego. Like when I was mm. running MIDI, but all it can do is MIDI clock. 
it has midi in midi out but all it does is clock and as big as an enclosure as that is there's got to be some way for them to get some midi control because hmm. if you look at um what is it the uh <sighs> scarlet uh by Sela Sounds or whatever it's called, Sela. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an overdrive that can have MIDI control, and that's really cool. I mean, and look how small that is. Yeah, if, I if, mean, a- adding MIDI control is actually not a size issue; it's a price issue, for sure. Oh. Um, well, I think it, that TC. I mean, if TC Electronics could bring those pedals down just a little bit in size, mm-hmm. and allow for MIDI control. They, I mean, that MIDI control along with the tone print app. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. That would, those pedals would be all over worship boards. Yeah, I think they would. That That's actually a really good call. Um, all right. So if someone at TC Electronics is listening, <laughs> um, I'll take the first one to try. But um, yeah, there's You'll take that. one for the team. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to do that. <laughs> um, oh. I think you were asking too if they if a pedal came out that was a v2 if i'd buy it um if they came out with a uh time factor v2 huh. i'm actually I'm, I'm in a similar boat i'm i'm sitting here looking at my dl4 right now wishing it was smaller or wish it had midi control you could like if it if it allowed for like 99 banks via midi that would be or yeah having mo- more presets than you know the the three plus three Mm-hmm. that can be switched in yeah i mean something like that would be amazing and it's it's really just you know another take on like the m5 really yeah. Yeah. but uh, i don't think I the, just, m5 the form factor the m5 sounded did. as good as the dl4 yeah i wonder why probably just a lower processor to deal with everything that it had to deal with in the m5 I'd, but yeah I mean, it, if they could redo the four series in a more compact enclosure on top of all that because by be today's cool. standards, the the DL4 is a beast in terms of size. Uh, the thing, and it weighs, it's a brick. It's like, it the thing's heavy too. Yeah, once you get the four C batteries out of it, it's not so bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that, but that's the funny part is if you if you made it powered only, you know, like you took the battery compartment out, mm-hmm. that's a huge size reduction on the DL4 just there. Well, I mean, but when those came out, I mean, power supplies weren't what they were. Or what they are now, yeah. Especially for that type of power too. Yeah, you didn't that, have that was back when Zumas like... or <laughs> anything like that. So all that fun stuff. I think that pretty much wraps up everything we've got to say on this topic. How about you guys? That's all I got to say about so... the war in Vietnam. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us, everybody. Um, first off, thanks to Stringjoy for sponsoring this podcast. Go check them out again at stringjoy.com. Custom sets of strings with balanced tension options and various sizes, gauges, whatever your heart's desires. Um, go check them out. Uh, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars only, please. <laughs> oh, um, it, it, Diaz can't write all of them using his own name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, there's gonna be there's gonna be one now. I'm gonna get my wife's song. I'll be like the the guy named Diaz with the sexy voice. I like him. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on there and just start putting random reviews. Gosh, please don't do that. I'm just gonna put, wait. There's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast app. On the podcast <sighs> app. See what you started. 
yeah follow us on instagram <laughs> <laughs> which is another thing diaz does <laughs> uh, yeah, I, over at I the do effects loop of, i do a lot of the instagram don't i you do yeah. um join our facebook group that's our most active probably part of our social media um you know follow up on our discussion today um talk about when a v2 pedal didn't work for you or what what are you looking to see in a future release of a pedal that will be very interesting discussion so we'd love to hear from you i might have an answer by then too dan echo v2 with tap tempo and a (laughs) enclosure that doesn't weigh a million pounds i i can't believe the the millionaire series didn't actually include here's the problem with dan here's the problem with dan electro pedals they're they're like you've got these pedals like the dan echo that are built like a tank and they're huge and then you've got the new ones that come out and those are just plastic and cheap there's no in between all right um go check out our youtube account uh we actually we had a bunch of our nam videos up there um and actually one of them includes something we talked about today with that old blood noise endeavors reflector Um, the gibson with the epiphone slash oh yeah they're both up there um so yeah check out them both out uh and then the last one if you got things to talk about or if you want to give us some feedback anything like that feel free to send us an email at the effects loop at gmail.com once again thanks for joining us i'm scott i'm chris and i'm diaz have a good one everybody bye vial con dios Right. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you know what's I saying? I was just jerking out of us on a sleep. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> You know, we are actually recording this now, right? <laughs> Welcome to the and next that's one. going on oh. the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs>